0: Hey Josh, how's it going? Hey Mark, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good thanks. Um but for everyone else watching, welcome to the Mark for Glory podcast, season two, episode thirteen. Today we have an amazing individual from the Parkinson's community who has done a lot of cool stuff for that uh community. Uh he's broken two world records. And he's been on American Ninja Warrior four times, as well as done a lot of other neat stuff. So let's uh, hear from Jimmy Choi, who's going to share his story and his journey with us. So hang on for the intro. Hey Jimmy it's good to finally uh, catch up with you. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me guys.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um so I'm wondering if we can start off with you telling people a bit about who you are and tell us about your upbringing. Yeah,
1: um well, I mean just to I'll start with a nutshell and then we can dig a little deeper from there. Um so uh, my name is Jimmy Choi. I've um, been living with young onset Parkinson's since the age of 27. Um, I am currently now 47 years old. So um, uh, <laughs> coming, up to, coming up to 20 years living with this, with this disease, um, you know, I, I, I live in the Chicago area and uh, I grew up in Taiwan, actually. So I was born in Taiwan uh made in Taiwan just like everything in the 70s. Um and uh, I moved my family and I em- immigrated here to the United States uh in in the 1980s. So I was right around maybe nine or 10 years old when we came to the United States. Um been in the Chicago area ever since I even went to went even went to college in, in the Midwest in Indiana, Purdue. Um and then uh from there, you know, kind of uh, trying to get life started with uh with with my with my wife, who I met in high school, um, we got married shortly after college, and then, you know what? Uh, not too long after that, but, uh, about about uh, just about three years after we got married, uh, I was diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's.
0: So, uh, for people who don't know, what's the difference between? I mean, is it literally just? Like for young onset Parkinson's, does it literally just mean you're young when you when you get it? Yeah,
1: but, yep, that's exactly it. So uh, young onset Parkinson's is no different than your standard Parkinson's. The only difference is, is that uh, anybody that was diagnosed before the age of 50 is considered young onset. Okay.
0: Um, so with your upbringing, how did that play a role in your journey, and where does your discipline come from?
1: Well, you know, I, I, that's a—it's it, it, actually a, a quite um, a complicated response to, to that specific question. But I'll do my—I'll do my best. Um, you know, I, I grew up in 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 a in, in a very traditional Asian culture um, where uh, it's very usual or very normal for um for 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 people to to hide any any sort of weakness um and to uh to not show any type of um, uh, despair or any type of adversity um that could that could be a sign of just of shame or of, um, of weakness for the family um so you know, if living through that has, has played a role in the way that I live with Parkinson's, because initially I did nothing, um, with, uh, with the disease, with the disease. And when I was diagnosed, I was shocked. And then I decided that I was going to ignore it. I decided that I was not going to do anything about it. Um, and, and I was just gonna kind of just let things go. Um, but then, you know, as time progressed, eight years went by that I did absolutely nothing with disease. Um, it, it, you disease. Know, the, the, the disease progressed to the point where I was very immobile. I needed a cane to walk um, and I gained a lot of weight. I, I weighed up to 240 pounds. And then when I finally had that moment, uh, when things happened then, you know, that rock bottom moment is what I call it. When I finally had that moment um, and I decided that something needed to happen, um, that's sort of now that 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 go to your question about how the discipline kicked in because it wasn't it wasn't always there. The first eight years there was no discipline. I ignored everything, but then you know when I started to really when I realized that I can't change the fact that I live with the disease, right? But but I can change how I live with the disease. Um, that's really when my mindset started to change, and then I, I I go back to the things that I learned in my upbringing. Um, that helped me achieve that mindset change, right? Uh, A couple of things. Uh, When I first moved to the United States, I spoke no English. Um, You know, my my brothers and I were, you know, I was about 10 years old. My brothers are older. None of us spoke a word of English and really trying to adapt in that environment here in the United States. um, We had to, we had to learn quickly. We had to you know, forego our summers and go to summer school, and really put in the time and effort that it takes to to really learn the language, so that we can fit in in, in this new environment. Um, so I, I I go back to that time and think, you know, imagine how hard that. Remember how hard that was, right? And remember the things that you had to do and how much work you had to put in to get you to the place where you needed to be, so that you can thrive in 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 your environment. So that was one of the things that I I I, I I brought myself to and and, and try to uh, try to reengage with that side of me that says, okay, I just need to work hard. I need to work hard. The second thing is comes from watching my parents. Um, uh, we immigrated here with uh, with very little. Um, we had to sell everything and, and come here very quickly. With for those who are familiar how immigration system works, when you're told you can come, you got to drop everything and go, or you lose your opportunity. Um, so watching my how hard my my dad worked. Um, working jobs that that he had no experience in and then succeeding and being uh, successful in, in those and then watching my mom, uh, you know, make the best for, for for me and my brothers and for my dad to, and to provide us with the environments so that we can succeed. Um, they work their tails off and, and, and my, my parents are very successful. Uh, my brothers and I all came out of school, out of college with zero debt. They pay for everything um the opportunities that they provide us was was i, I there's there's no words I, I can't thank them enough for for the start to life that they that they've given us and so i take that lesson as well as for the things that i see from from my parents and how hard they work to provide for me uh, and my brothers and now i take all of that inspiration and then i put that uh, towards how i want to provide for my family, how I want to be there for my family and, and give them the best opportunity, not only for them to live a normal life, because and just because their dad has Parkinson's, my kids to the dad has Parkinson's and my, to to my wife doesn't mean that I can't be um, helpful in everyday things. That doesn't mean that I can't be there when the kids need to be, uh, they need to go to their softball practice or their violin recitals or, or any of that stuff, right? Just to be there for them um, has really been has really been a, a a goal of mine, and I take all of that from the things that I learned growing up, and now apply that moving forward.
0: And uh, what were your first signs of? Uh, oh, actually, sorry, I was going to ask one question. Um, what sort of business did your parents do?
1: Um, so my my my, my dad uh, is. Uh, has now run his own uh, technology company, uh, restaurant technology company um, for the last 30 years. But when we first went to the United States, he did what he can, he did what he can um, to, to get the family through. He sold real estate um, and, and he, 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 he didn't have a real estate license, but he, he was an apprentice and he did what he can. Uh, he sold um, office supplies. Um, my dad uh, then one day had the idea of uh, providing. Remember, this is the mid-1980s. Everybody was still handwriting their checks and using calculators to calculate their bills. My dad decided that um, he wanted to, to create a, a restaurant point of sale system for uh, restaurants, uh, for ethnic restaurants, right? So this for bilingual restaurants because back in the 80s, there were some restaurant point of sale systems for English-speaking restaurants and, and English-speaking uh, workers, but there were none for, say, a Chinese restaurant or a Mexican restaurant, uh, where the tickets are printed and, and the system is in is in bilingual mode. Um, so that's what he started uh, more than thirty years ago, and, and the company is still thriving to this day, uh, which is now run by my brothers. Um, but that's that that that's his business. And again, watching him learn things that he knew absolutely nothing about, he knew nothing about computers, and he 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 went in uh, and just. Basically, you know as they say, they went in strapped down his his boots and and learned everything he can and and um you know he tried, tried, tried his best and and he's been very successful so I've been very lucky to have uh to have a parent like that
0: that's That's really cool um, but uh what were your first signs of parkinson's? Um,
1: you know, I was, it, my first signs were, were, were just like small, um, uh, uncontrolled, uh, uh, tremors and, and twitches. Uh, but I attributed that to just the everyday life of, um, uh, of, of your average 20 something year old. Right. Um, I, I grew up in the. Dot-com boom, right. Or I came out of college during the middle of the. Dot-com boom. I was in technology. Um, and, uh it was very stressful times that, you know, we worked very long hours. So I just thought it was stress-related. Um, but then as, as time went on, these little twitches uh, became more, more like uh, rigidity and, and stiffness, right? But uh, once again, I thought, things in everyday life can't explain that away. I was, I was playing a lot of golf, so I was gonna be sore the next day if I walked 18 holes or 36 holes or whatever it might be the day before. I'm gonna be sore and that's, that's normal. Um, but then it wasn't really until I started losing my balance, um, and, and, and at a a pretty high rate, uh, then that's really when I, when I thought something might be wrong, but even then, you know, I just thought I was tired. Um, in fact, I, I wouldn't have even gotten diagnosed if it wasn't for, uh, buying life insurance. Um, my dad always says, go buy life insurance when you start a family. And after I got married, I bought life insurance and it was actually the nurse that came and did my physical uh that told me that hey you know i work insurance physicals on the side but my daily job is in a neurologist's office and i'm seeing things about you that i see every day and i need you to go talk to your doctor about that and that was the beginnings of my road to diagnosis
0: um god to be thankful for that uh for that you no. That
1: yeah, man, I mean, I, man, I, you man, just man. never know, right? I don't know. I didn't know how long I'm, I, I, may have, I may have ignored it and how, how much longer it would have taken me um, to get a diagnosis. Uh, and, you know, who knows? My life would be different today uh, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for that nurse.
0: So you described a bit about uh, changing your mindset and getting out of that eight-year a hole that you were in um. but is there anything specific that you can tell us about how you turned it around? Well I, you know it, it's
1: it, it there's no there's no switch right I don't think that I don't think in any there's there's always a there there's a a mindset um, change but it comes over time there's no flip a switch and now all of a sudden hey I'm gonna go run a marathon today right you can't do that um, because it's not something that you're that that you, you you cannot take your body or your mind from going completely 180 in just a snap. You can think it, but the discipline that it takes for you to actually achieve that switch, that that mindset change, that whole physical and mental change, uh, takes time. and And, and I want I, I want that to be very. Uh, I, I want to make sure that people understand that that it takes time. Nothing that I've done came overnight. Right so I remember I, it just it's eight years into my diagnosis I was hundred i was two hundred forty I was two hundred forty pounds and I, and I walked to the cane and none of that went away just like that right um, I, I started I, I, it, it all started with me and my desire to uh to do something about my situation, but I didn't know what it was um, so i so I decided to, that you know I was going to take part in clinical trials i I was going to donate my body basically to science uh, so that I can help find a cure and that's what I wanted to do. But then during that process, I learned a lot about Parkinson's. I learned uh, that during forced forced exercise sessions that I I feel better. And and then I started incorporating exercise on my own at home. And then then I decided that, uh, you know, it's not just the physical aspect of it, but I also need to take care of my body. So I have to eat well. I had to change my nutrition. And and you can't just give up all your favorite foods at once because you're just gonna crave it and then you're gonna go right back to it. So it is all small incremental changes that I've made over the past 12 years, right? Since that first eight years. Um, so, you know, to, 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 to make, I guess my response not so complicated is that the mindset change comes over time and, and it, is, it is continuously changing. Um, because where I, where, I, where I am today certainly isn't where I thought I would be, um, even when I started. And even when I, even when I decided that, hey, you know what? I need to make a change. You know, And this is what I need to do. And then what I realized is that that whatever that target is, is always continuously changing. right? Um, because life changes. Situations around you changes. And you need to adapt to change all the time. And if you don't continuously evaluate where you are and don't continuously evaluate what you need to do um, change doesn't matter because um, you're not adapting to what's going on around you
0: um well that's good advice um i'm so you've done a lot of really amazing stuff for just in general and for the parkinson's community um but tell us what it's like to be uh, Jimmy, Troy, do you feel any added pressure?
1: Well, you know, I, the, the way I, uh, the way I, I I like to look at it is that you know what I'm just going to be try to be the best version of me I can um, because if you think about it, everything that I've done up to this point. Um, whether it's is running marathons or uh, you know being on American ninja warrior or, or or setting world records and things like that, those are all cool and you know fundraising and raising money for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, my wife and I have helped raise uh, almost seven hundred thousand dollars now for 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 research, and that's all great, but let's not remember let's not forget that all of that started with a very selfish intention, right um, and that selfish intention was, holy crap, uh, I'm, I'm my 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 ability to move and the ability to to be with to provide for my family and my ability to do things that I love is being taken away by Parkinson's. So I really started to do all these things so that I can feel better, so that I can continue to uh, to to play with my kids, I can continue to be a partner. To my wife and and help uh, help around with with uh, household items and and raising children and all that stuff. So all of that came from a very selfish uh, intention, very selfish start. But somewhere along the way, somebody stuck a camera in front of me, right? An American Ninja Warrior, at NBC decided to put my face on, on on screen for to millions of people. And then then an opportunity arose. The, the opportunity that arises was that now I can. I can, you know, do still do the things that I need to do for selfish reasons, like improving my body, improving the way my, 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 uh, that I move and I live with Parkinson's, but at the same time, now I can share that with other people that could be watching. Um, So, you know, and at at the end of the day, I'm just going to continue to do my best and try to be me. Um, Is there added pressure? I mean, uh, yes, because when I show up at events, I, I always have to be on um, i i i that I, I put that pressure on myself to to provide my best self to the people that that i am talking to or that i'm presenting to um because they're there for a reason right so but at the end of the day um you know at, at, the, at the end of it all it's i'm just trying to be me um, and if i when i walk into a gym that i normally go to I have a, I have my reputation, people know what they expect to see out of me. But when I go to a gym where I've never been, nobody knows who I am, nobody cares. Right. So then in that situation, no, there's no there's no added pressure. Um, but uh, I, I think one the bottom line for me, for myself, is that if I just live the way that I, you know, that that I want to live and, and, and follow my plan in terms of my goals. Um, then nothing really should be different, right? But at the end of the day, it's just an opportunity to share all this with people. And if I can help them even just a little bit,
0: it's a win. So um, I had heard that um, because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, medications are uh, fairly important to you feeling capable or to do it do some of the things you do
1: um so i mean yes medication helps uh you know i've always you know i've always believed that uh, i need to give my body the best chance um to do whatever whatever it might be right this is why i just want to give myself the best chance so you know yeah it's proven through, uh, through, through research that exercise is the only treatment that slows progression of Parkinson's. So I'm gonna do a whole ton of exercises, right? As much as I possibly can, uh, within reason amount, within safety amount, um, I'm gonna do as much as I possibly can. And, uh, and, and if taking medication is gonna give me the best chance to, 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 to extend my window of movement uh, throughout the day and allow me to exercise more, Um, then that's what I'm going to do, right? I'm not going to take medication just for the sake of taking medication. In fact, um, I used to take, you know, quite, you know, I used to take, I would probably say close to, close to 30 pills a day um, before I started exercising. Um, And then since I started my exercise regimen, um, yes, I I, I think a lot of times I do rely on, on, on my medication to get my body in the right place for me to train as hard as I can, but at the same time, because of how hard I'm training, I have reduced my need for medication over time. So I actually take less now than I did um, seven or eight years ago. Right? Uh, I think uh, you know, on any given day, my medication fluctuates, but I am down to about twelve to twelve to fourteen. I'm sorry, twelve to sixteen pills a day instead of. You know, instead of the 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 twenty six to thirty pills that I used to take, um, so that for me that's a win, right? Um, so I don't necessarily think a lot, a lot of people, uh, you know, have told me, "Hey, Jimmy, why don't you go all natural?" And you know, and 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 why do you rely on medications? I don't, I don't think medica- relying on medications is the right term. Uh, what I actually think is that you're using medication uh, as a as as a catalyst or as a support. Um, as, as a you know, as an additive to what I need to do from a from including, you know, the more homeopathic side of it, like like eating right and exercising right. I think they complement each other to find that balance. And of course, it's going to be different for everybody. Um, I think I found my balance for for now. And once again, I, I have to tell people that It's always changing, right? Um, just because I'm only ta- I'm taking a lower number of pills today doesn't mean by next week I won't be taking more. It does fluctuate uh, from week to week. So, um, you know, the bottom line is uh, I don't want people uh, to think that medication is, is is bad and we're just feeding the pockets of pharmaceutical companies. Um, I just want you to think that you know what you need to find a regimen that works for you, and if medication gives you, buys you more time, buys you more, uh, um, uh, gives you more control of your body to do what you need to do, then use it and find a balance of both, you know, chemical and homeopathic solutions.
0: I had uh, heard that um, you, you contracted COVID and this sort of left you unable to take your meds for i guess like two weeks um how did that impact you and how did you get through it because i would think that's pretty tough
1: yeah it was horrible um and this was uh this was march of march of 2020 um so this is before uh vaccines were available to to, to the younger population. I think vaccines has just started for people age 60 and over back in 2020 of March. Um, and yeah, and, and uh, I, I, I came down with, uh, with COVID from, from an event that I was at uh, and it knocked me out. It, it knocked me out. And um, because of uh, the respiratory issues that I've experienced with COVID, uh, I was, and, and I had to, I had to take uh, uh, several types of steroids um, to help with my respiratory uh, condition at the time, uh, I was told that the you know, steroids may may have a negative effect on my medication and that I should stop taking my Parkinson's medication if I if I can. And so, you know, I was isolating in my basement uh, by myself. My family was in the rest of the house. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I was so tired and so knocked out by COVID anyways, that I wasn't really moving around. So I thought, you know what, maybe not taking medication wouldn't be such a bad thing. Um, so I went completely off uh, for, I would say not the entire two weeks, I would say probably for the, the, the second half of those two weeks. And it was actually more than two weeks uh, that I dealt with COVID. It was probably closer to three weeks, um, but it was more the second half that I went without, without medication. And, uh, and, and I'll tell you, it's, it, it wasn't fun, but it did teach me something. Uh, it, it taught me that if I were ever to put myself in a situation where I had to be completely off medications, um, even with COVID at the time and, 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 that, and how tired I was, I, I learned what my limits were uh, without medication in my body. I learned uh, what I can or cannot do uh, with my body, even with COVID, but without Parkinson's medication. Um, so that in the future now, I know if I ever get caught in the situation where I run out of meds or my medication isn't working, um, I know what to expect. And from that, then I know how to get, I know exactly what I need to do to get myself to to family, to safety, whatever it is that I need to do. So I, 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 at the end of it, while it was a horrible experience, uh, from a movement perspective and, um, and, and just a, a from a rest perspective, because there was no rest when you have COVID, there is no rest. Um, but at the end of the day, I also learned a lot about how much my body can endure and, and what I can trust my body to do in those situations, should it
0: arise in the future. On that note, uh, how do you, how do you, um, maintain the expectations of yourself without overshooting or undershooting what you may be able to do?
1: Well, um, you know, so people who follow me on social media knows that I do a lot of fitness challenges. Um, At the same time, I also uh, provide glimpses into into how I live with the disease um, every once in a while. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, um, I do these things because uh, they challenge me, right? Um, whether or not I'm able to do them, it's it's another story. Uh, but as, you know there, I, I, and as I mentioned that there are people who follow me on 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 social media uh, might have an expectation of what they expect to see. And I try to provide those uh, to the best of my, my ability uh, to my ability at the time. so uh, as of today, you know I'll, I'll record things that i can i can do and I, and, and i share them uh it's a part of telling a story right it's all part of telling a story when you go back and look at a, a continuous series of of videos what you'll see is uh, is physical activity physical activity and then here's a little bit of parkinson's education and then more physical activity and here's a little bit more about parkinson's uh, education and then i'll mix the two together i I'll put the two together and say hey this is that I'm able to do this because I do this from a Parkinson's perspective. Um, so you know the expectation from people that follow me, hopefully by now is that they are going to get that Parkinson's education content along with the fitness content. And you know, to be honest, I think just from the feedback that i've i've been I've been getting, I don't think that if i if I start to dial back on the on, on the fitness side, I don't think anybody would think, um, anybody would think less of me for, for that because um, I think those who follow me know where I'm coming from. Um, so I don't think there's any added, ex- any added uh, um, expectation or any added pressure from doing that. It's, it's my platform. So I do with it, you know, what I like. And, and if, if people get sick of it, they can, they can stop following me. If more people find it to be motivating, then they can, they can follow me. And, you know, I welcome everybody.
0: Um, I have a question. Uh, <clears throat> did you find the Fountain of Youth? <laughs> no, you look great. You don't look a day over thirty.
1: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, you know what? It, it, people ask me all that. It's like they 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 say, you know, Jimmy, you 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 seem like you're getting stronger, and you seem like you're. You're you're doing things. You're challenging people on social media that are half your age. You know you're you're, you're breaking world records who are set by people half your age. Um, but the, the the simple answer is what you're seeing on on say TikTok or Instagram is you're seeing a thirty second window into my day. You know uh, thirty seconds is not a lot when it comes to your entire day is stretched out. Um, you know I, I make these videos. Uh, when my body is operating at its peak for the day. But I always talk about this window of, of movement for me, right? And I mentioned it a little bit earlier when about taking the medication and if it provides me a bigger window to, to move and to work out and I'm going to continue doing that. So on any given day, I, I would probably say that, you know, uh, I, I have about four to, four to six hours of good movement and it is during that time that I try to get everything in uh, my workouts, uh, getting things ready around the house, um, you know, uh, try, trying to, to get my kids ready for school and things like that. But anything outside of the window, I'm really not moving that well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I used to find I used to find shame in, in, in sharing that, but now it's it, it it is it is who I am. So there's no shame in saying that I need to rest. Right between from from, from one o'clock until until two o'clock, uh, I really need to just sit down on the couch and not do anything, so that I can gather enough energy so I can go pick up my kids from school. Um, but you know, it's it, it, exercise and doing these things. If it makes me stronger and it and and it makes me. Uh, able to continue to push my limits um, for 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 longer I, yeah, think of that as a fountain of youth, right because everybody always thinks oh i'm going I'm getting old and I can't do this, I'm getting old and I can't do that Well, um, you know I've met sixty uh, eight year old nuns who have done the Iron Man a hundred times, right. Um, I've met, I've met uh, this couple of people in my gym who are, uh, who are 70 years old and doing Ninja Warrior obstacles right alongside with me. So, you know, it's as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, age is a number and and I know everybody's situation is different and, and, but what's fit for me, right, um, is not for everybody else, but what is for everybody else and their definition of fit or youth or whatever it is. um, I think it can be, it could be maintained um, through their own activities on a daily basis.
0: How do speaking of activities on a daily basis, how do you strike the balance between Jimmy the athlete slash machine and uh, like being the people, be, sorry, being the person that people need like uh, for your wife or your kids? Well,
1: you know, uh, for 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 my for my kids, um, they they need a dad to uh, to be there when they when they need me, right? Not just to pick them up from school, but to to work with them on uh, you know on um, whatever it is that they're working on, whether it's schoolwork or 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 um, uh, recital work. Or my son is heavily into computer animation, so I help him from a technology side of all that. Uh, you know, and, and I think I think it all goes hand in hand, because for me, being in the gym, uh, you know, I, I have to be quote unquote the machine, because that's how I train that's how that's how I move and that's how I that's how I feel that I can get the most out of that training session for me, so that I can go on and be the best for my kids and for, for my wife um, and then when I go into, say, uh, you know, when it comes to, to to taking care of my family, I do all the cooking in the house. So when it comes to dinner time, you know, I've got to be that machine, but it's a different shift of a machine definition. Now, instead of being a machine in the gym, I got to be that machine in the kitchen, because I need to make sure that my family is fed and that they have, they, they have, um, they, they, have a, they have a meal that, that they can enjoy. And then now, if I, now I gotta bring my kids to their activities. Now I gotta make sure that I'm that machine so that they can rely on me to get to where they need to get to and to do the things that they need to do to, to you know, whether or not my daughter ach- achieving a Ninja Warrior or, or, or in softball or my son, again, in, in his computer animation and his, and his music. Um, I, think, I think the machine part of it doesn't stop i just have to be a different type of machine at different types at different times of the day
0: um do you ever now you mentioned that uh, you know you're doing showing people some of the um symptoms of parkinson's on tiktok instagram um do you ever struggle with that
1: um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough to show people your weak side, right? It's tough to, to show people that, that, you know, that you are vulnerable to, uh, to, to things. Um, just is just because as you already mentioned that there's, there's that, there's that expectation, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it's hard to show that side. Um, but it's not hard for me to share it. Uh, because I, you know, I think it's, it's a message that, that people need to know. Uh, for me, as an advocate for for Parkinson's, uh, you know, for Parkinson's research and for Parkinson's um, um, everything, uh, I think it's important to show people that uh, you know there is a flip side to everything. It is not always um, rainbows and puppy tails, right? So to speak, it's not always sugar plums. Uh, because that's, that's, that's not reality, right? And I always talk about that, and I already talked about that window of movement. Remember, I mentioned 46 hours. That means there's at least 18 hours of the rest of the day where my body isn't moving well. Um, so, you know, when, when it comes, when it comes to, to showing the not moving well side of it, I mean, it's, it's, it's not great content from a, from a feel good, you know, hurrah or you know, motivation side of it. Um, if it's constantly presented, at least, at, at least that's that, that's what I think. I think if I constantly show the doom and gloom, um, it it will have the opposite effect, right? But if I show uh, the 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 things that I'm able to achieve, the motivational side, or the or what I think is the is the motivational content, but then show as well, and and the flip side, this is what I'm dealing with but still able to do this, I think that provides more motivation than not. So you can't have too much of the, 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 the the motivational side and have too much of the doom and gloom, so to speak, or the, or, or the, or the negative side of living with Parkinson's. Um, But I think you got to find a balance. And and I think for me, anyways, that the balance is, is that, um, you know, I want to show people what you can still do, but yet, those people who came to my page for the things that I can do needs to know that, Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And then if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're dealing with your own adversities, look at me because I deal with an adversity and I can still achieve the things from a fitness perspective so that they can do it too. So it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good mix. I believe for all audiences that follow me.
0: Yeah. That's a good message. Because uh, Instagram, especially Instagram, is filled with people that only show you the good on.
1: Yeah, and, and it's tough, right? Uh, my my camera roll is full of failures. It's full of, um, you know, and on me on obstacles. And that. in fact, I, I showed one yesterday, uh, where where I was swinging on the rope and I just I, I slammed right into a truss uh and then fell down you know fell fell down I think it was seven or eight feet in, uh on, on, under the ground. Um but uh you know it doesn't always have to be perfect, right? And and, and a lot of times even imperfection could be motivating.
0: Um so last question here Jimmy uh, do you ever fear what's next? Like if for when your um your current level of recognition goes away how do you think you'll handle that? like people like Michael j fox uh, Muhammad ali um Davis Finney you know as their conditions worsen they sort of stepped away from the spotlight so how how are you going to uh have you thought about how are you going to connect with people when you get, if or when you get to that stage?
1: Uh, sure, I mean I, I think about it all the time. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned some pretty big names. Uh, I, I, I am nowhere as, as as recognizable as any of those names that you've mentioned. Um, you know, Michael uh, Michael is 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 a very well known um, actor. He's done a lot of work that are that are that are still being watched by even kids today, right? Um, but you know, when, when, when he has stepped away um, from the spotlight, so to speak, it really isn't stepping away from the spotlight from a Parkinson's perspective, right? Even though it, does, it did play a role in it, but he was stepping away from the spotlight of being an actor, okay? But his advocacy continues through the form of his foundation, through the form of his books, right, um, and then he's he's always been the one to jump at an opportunity to uh, provide uh, uh, you know meaningful um, uh, updates and, and 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 content when it comes to a Parkinson's awareness perspective. Uh, you know, at least once a year, he's doing uh, article interviews with you know. Or to whatever it is right now it's that the latest one was uh was uh, aarp and also people magazine um but he's providing his presence in, in 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 different ways um muhammad ali uh you know up until his passing uh was doing very much the same thing he wasn't out from a boxer's perspective he wasn't out there as as, as a world champion boxer perspective right um but just like Mike Tyson or anybody else who doesn't have Parkinson's, they've stepped away from what they've known, what they've become to be known for because of progression of age, right, or, or just popularity in terms of there are new people, new blood in that in, in that space. So not necessarily stepping away, they just, they were finding different ways of, uh, of providing uh, advocacy for Parkinson's through other channels, uh, same thing with with Davis Finney. I mean, he's the world renowned cyclist. Obviously, other you know his his own kid you know can outpace him, uh, his wife can outpace him, right? It, it it but doesn't that doesn't mean that he stops providing advocacy for for Parkinson's. Uh, just that he wasn't he's not doing it on a bike. He's not doing it. Uh, you know, uh, in, on, on an Olympic stage like he, he normally does. And I think the same is going to be for me, right? Um, I voluntarily stepped away from American Indian Warrior this year. Uh, last year was my last year. So I stepped away um, knowing that, hey, you know what, if I can't, if I can't feel like I'm going to uh, compete the best, um, maybe it is time for me to find something else where I can put more time and effort into and continue to provide a uh, my work of advocacy through those through those avenues and you know the world records was was, was one way of doing that right there's still while there's still being a physical activity or physical feat to achieve world records um but now i'm able to train in more of a controlled space um and i'm able to more uh, able to control uh you know what what i'm what i'm able to uh to, to like when I, when I need to do it or when I can do it instead of on someone else's timetable. And then as the future moves along, I'm going to find different ways of, of reaching out. I, I mean, who knows? Um, I'm going to continue the social media, as I, as I mentioned, maybe shifting my message more towards the educational side of, uh, of Parkinson's and more away from the fitness side. Um, at the end of the day, I think going right back to that selfish, intentions, right? At the end of the day, I need to live the long, as long as I can with Parkinson's. Um, So, you know, I I need to preserve my body and if the continuous training might uh, start taking a a beating on my joints and things like that, I just need to step away and just find different ways of doing things. Um, I think ultimately at the end of the day, um, I'm no matter what, I'm going to continue to push for Parkinson's awareness. Um, you know, I'll start writing if I have to, or, or dictating or, or, uh, you know, whatever it takes, but I think, um, getting, getting my opinions and my voice out there. Uh, I think the best part of all of that is that if somebody else, if just one person picks up that, you know, is motivated enough to do the things that I'm doing and then they become that voice. Right. So they, could continue to to push on, um, and they become an American Ninja Warrior, or they become a world record holder, or they become a marathoner. Um, then, in a way, they're still continuing that message. Through and and, and if I had a little bit of part of, of that, that's still me providing uh, advocacy. You know, Michael has been a mentor to me. Uh, um, you know, with my work through my work through the foundation, and and uh, he's provided me with some some good advice, and I think. Um, part of the things that I'm doing now is because of of, of his words. So yes, he stepped away from, from the spotlight, so to speak, but his work is continuing through me and through everybody else.
0: Sure. Um, so what would your advice be for someone who is stuck in the position you were like eight years ago? or well, whenever that was
1: yeah uh so you know and I, I think there, there's no simple advice right i think the heart the hardest thing about what i do is the commitment to do it and the consistency of doing it and that is that that is hard to do um and and, and i'm i'm just going to be a flat out honest but my best advice is don't try to boil the ocean right uh you have an idea of, of what you would like to achieve, but you need to break that down into small obtainable chunks, right? So if you, one day you wake up and you decided I'm going to go run a marathon, you're not going to go from couch to 26 miles, right? Overnight. So you need to break it down. Um, maybe let's achieve a one mile first and then go after that 5k and then go over that, go after the 10k and then the 13k. And then And then so on and so on, right? You got to make break everything down into achievable goals. If you can't do one push up today, let's try to get one tomorrow. And when you get that one, let's get one, let's get one more in, let's say, in another week, right? Um, Break everything down. And it doesn't have to be fitness related, right? It could be family related. Um, You know, you want to take your kids out to the park today, and the park is three blocks away. Maybe I make it a block and turn around. Maybe the next day I make it a block and a half and turn around. Um, so my best advice is uh, stay consistent, uh, break everything down into small obtainable goals, have those small wins. And that when you, when, when you constantly are winning at these small wins, uh, you can build on that. And then ultimately you should be able to get to where you wanna go and then still push that goal sort of uh, you know, into higher levels and then
0: continuing on. Um, last thing here. So is there anything you're working on, Jimmy, that uh, you want to share with people? Um, you know,
1: I'm constantly working on uh, new ways to bring uh, awareness. Um, and I, you know, I think for the best thing that for people to do is if they want to follow along is just to look me up on, on Facebook and Instagram and, and, and on TikTok. Um, uh, there's always something new happening. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, Ninja Warrior was uh, my last year was last year, but uh, that doesn't mean Ninja Warrior activity, uh, related activities ended, right? It, it's just, it's just uh, different ways of me, uh, of me using what I've learned throughout that journey um, to provide additional um, educational content, so to speak. Um, but, you know, whatever life opportunity brings me next, uh, I will be sure to share it with uh with, with everybody and and hopefully uh you know we can all take this journey together
0: great thanks uh, thanks a lot Jimmy it was really good of you to take some time out of your day and speak with us
1: no it's my pleasure guys and thank you for having me and always an honor to be asked to to be a part of to be a part of uh, podcasts and programs and things like that. And uh, you guys are doing great work and I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Okay. Thanks, thanks, Jimmy. Have a good day.
1: You too, guys. Take care.
0: What did you think of this episode? Let us know by leaving a comment below.